When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the show, we talk about how the Brotherhood of Assassins and their codes relate to our own universe. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes behind some of our favorite video games. I'm Bruce. And I'm Lawrence. And I'm Kevin. What we're going to be talking about today is just how Assassin's Creed and just the Brotherhood and as well as the Templars uh, kind of relate in our own kind of views and philosophies. So let's, uh, let's start off with just what Assassin's Creed is. The uh, whole premise is that you are reliving uh, the memories of an ancestor through a piece of technology called the Animus. Most of each game kind of goes through the memories of a different character uh, through a framing device uh, through modern times uh, who kind of works for the Assassin's Brotherhood uh, to be able to find different pieces of Eden and stop their age-old rivals, the Templars. They lurk in the shadows and they go through fortresses and guards to be able to find their target and kill them. Uh, These targets are usually bad men, uh, megalomaniacs, dictators, kings who do not uh, deserve the power that they have. How are you're, you're saying that the people don't that don't deserve their their power? How would you say that's being determined? Well, I would I'm going to jump in on that one. It's based on their creed. The whole thing about their creed is they are all about free will. They are all about the free will of you making being able to make whatever decision you want and not be a slave to anybody else. And they understand leadership and they understand the purpose of it and they understand like rulers and stuff like that, but there is a reason for it. So would you say that it's more of like a fight against corruption type of thing? It's a fight against imprisonment of the mind. Hmm. Okay. So what we're going to now talk about is just their creed, since you just brought it up, uh, their Whole mantra, nothing is true, everything is permitted. What do you guys think that means? So, like, nothing is true is very akin to, like, just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true, and I want you to think for yourself. Kind of, that, that's the whole, like, nothing is true. Just think for yourself and come to your conclusion. Well, but- going back to the, the whole thing that we were just talking about with, you know, they're assassinating essentially people who abuse their power. So this whole, like, nothing is true, everything is permitted, do you think that that ties into that whole concept of, like, freedom that I've seen in Assassin's Creed that comes specifically from the Brotherhood side? Well, what I have to say is just that the whole nothing is true, everything is permitted at first glance seems like, you know, celebrating anarchy, uh, which is sort of like the extreme side of freedom, you know, just like no laws, no nothing, no structure. That's not what they're exactly trying to do. Nothing is true means to shed yourself of any kind of 
uh, reality that is set by others. You are the architect of your own destiny and of your own uh, free will. Everything is permitted is to understand that there is nothing that is holding anyone back, to understand, to not assume that others will be doing what they are supposed to be doing. So it's a, like a badass way of saying, don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, uh, the, the Brotherhood, I think, more or less tries to do its best to make sure that humanity can be able to achieve, you know, greatness and uh, utopian society and great peace. They have a concept of, uh, a different concept of how they feel people should be in control of their own lives and nobody else should be in control of you. And so, for instance, like, in contrast with the Templars, we'll go into it more, but in contrast with the Templars, the Templars literally believe almost the exact same thing. Or not the exact same thing, I apologize. They want, the, they the, want the peace and order. Thing. They want peace they all and want order. Peace and order. But the Templars want uh, it through strong control. arming and control and just complete control. Complete dominance of the human choice. Okay, so... We'll, and we'll get back to that, right? And we will get back to that. Uh, what I do just want to touch on is just the whole culture of the Brotherhood. They live by the three tenets of the creed. Sing along if you know the words. Number one. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Number one is stay your blade from the flesh of the innocent. Do not attack bystanders. They do not want just innocent people hurt. Uh, number two is hide in plain sight. The assassins were able to survive as long as they were because they hid in the shadows. They work in the dark to serve the light. In order to do that, they have to be stealthy at all times. And number three, never compromise the brotherhood. You cannot uh, make your other brothers in the brotherhood be harmed, be hurt, or uh, give your location, anything like that. And these are very strict tenets. And if you break them, there is no like, you know, we're going to put you in jail or go into timeout. They, they fucking kill you. They, you're out. You're, you're, done. you're stabbed. You're done. You know, for uh, an organization that's dedicated to freedom, that seems like quite a contradiction. Also feel like it's something that keeps them from straying too far from the, I guess, the overall goal of the Brotherhood of Assassins too. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're kind of... Um, they ensure that people have freedom, and in order for them to be able to do that, they have to have some sort of like code or law that they abide by. And it, I, well, yeah, it, it's it's almost as if like to give everybody else the freedom, they have to give up their own. Right. It is a curse. It is your duty. You are duty bound to be able to just make sure that other people can have that choice, but you yourself will always be bound to do this until the day you die, which is probably very short living in the Brotherhood. It's a tough job. But somebody's, somebody's got to do, do it. Do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so now we've completed Assassin's Creed. I'm going to go. No, 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 no. We still got to do the <laughs> no, Templars. No, 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 no. So I did do a lot of research on the Templar side in preparation for this episode. And I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't, didn't consider in my go around of the few Assassin's Creed games that I've played all the way through. It's good to be able to try and see the Templars through a more objective lens, even yes. though like they've done some really crappy, shitty, terrible things. The Assassins have done also terrible things. And we need to be able to look at, you know, really what the Templars are trying to do and how they're doing it compared to the Assassins 
and really try and get a better understanding from ourselves and how we live in our own lives of really who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to go back to, uh, you mentioned that the Templars are like strong arming or, you know, trying to seize control. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that completely. I feel like the Templars have this vision of a perfect world. And I feel like they're just as dedicated as the assassins, um, but they're just traveling a different path. They have this whole concept of pretty much like lifting humanity up past its animal roots and like being the um, enlightened society that shepherds the average person and like, you know, unites the world and they create peace that way. I don't necessarily think that it's a power grab. I feel like it kind of flips between like, we honestly believe that we are, you know, the organization that can bring about peace and end suffering and fighting amongst people. That is basically the whole Templar way. They feel that people are going to, with, with too much free will, people are going to be corrupt themselves. They're going to corrupt themselves. So they want to guide man into not doing that. But in turn, they they corrupt themselves. They also are a corrupt group of people as well. They kill amongst themselves sometimes also. And it's almost like the Assassins and the Templars, for what they are trying to do, they almost give up themselves. Do you know what I mean? I feel like... It's uh, it's more of a balanced perspective. Without the Templars, like there are no to... assassins. Without the assassins, there are no Templars. But I feel like you have to take, I don't know, I guess it's like you have to take, um, you know, aspects of your enemy into consideration when achieving these, when they're like moving forward to achieve these goals. Because like we said, the assassins are, they have to become like strict and rigid, but they fight for, you know, this concept of freedom. Whereas like the Templars are, essentially fighting against corruption um, by controlling and, like, corrupting people. Right. Um, well, I would want to also say, uh, so with the Templars, they just are able to kind of say, hey, no matter what happens, we just got to get to the top so we can make sure that we can guide humanity. How they get there is, honestly, anything goes. That's where I have the biggest problem, because... To be able to have that kind of control on all of humanity is dangerous. What happens when that entire system is put in place to give absolute power to whoever wields it and it falls into the wrong hands? You could destroy the entirety of what they have built up. The keyword is could. Technically, if you live by the uh, code of the Templars, uh, you should be considered an enlightened individual who is more than capable of guiding others down their right path. But we see that that's not always the case. With the Borgia family in the Renaissance, we see that the entire family and the uh, Templars there threw away their uh, goal for understanding and leadership towards peace and prosperity for gold and power and riches beyond imagination. And if you think about, well, here's the thing. If you look at all the Templars from almost... Most of all the games, they use religion as a way of control. They infiltrate like crusades from the first one, the Borgia family. They all use a specific form of religion to 
Well, they control used Christianity. They used, they, you know, they yes. used Christianity. And I mean, and, 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 you know, in the beginning, the Templars were, um, I guess, really devout believers in Christ. But then they found these pieces of Eden, and I guess they kind of, like, deduced that religion is a lie. Well, kind of, yes, kind of yes and no. Yes and no. They more deified the ones who came before. And than actual unders- religion. Than, yeah, they, they, right. a- they deified the ones who came before and saw them as gods, even though they weren't gods. They just, you know, technology and that kind of stuff makes a primitive being think they're a god. In, in Assassin's Creed Origins, they kind of show the proto-Templars and Assassins. The Brotherhood had just started, and the Templars were known as the Order of the Ancients, which also used a lot of the influence of just Egyptian uh, religion. But they wasn't that before re- they, they found the Pieces of Eden? No, they had already found Pieces of Eden. Uh, they were, like, the first kind of use of the Order of the Ancients was actually King Xerxes uh, in, like, you know, 400 or 500 BC. Um, and Alexander the Great had used a piece of Eden. It had always been around. The pieces of Eden were used by the original humans that were basically, for a quick rundown, we'll go in depth probably in another episode, but for a quick rundown, humans are not a, like, bi- they were biologically created by the ones who came before. There was a, a race of humanoid somethings that came before that created humans in their image to be slaves for like construction and all sorts of shit. Before we get too deep into that, I do want to, I wanted to address something that Bruce said about the Borgia family and like how they were corrupt. I still don't know what the difference between that and like Altair's mentor. There is no difference. There are bad assassins. There are bad Templars. Well, no, my point that I'm trying to make is that um, it's all corruption. I don't know. I agree with what you're saying. I See, guess we, we only- could we could literally fight about this for centuries, which is what the game is about. I'm already wearing my Templar armor, so <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so uh, I guess we know where he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Got so, my piece of Eden. What I what I do like is that like this is not trying to make the uh, Templars look like Nazis or anything. They bring up a lot of good points, and what Lawrence is saying does make sense. People are stupid. Yes. Let's just, yeah. let's put that out there. People are stupid. Yes. A person it may be smart, but people are stupid. And the masses will just fall in line with whoever has that power. Yes. It look makes at, sense. Look at modern day examples of that. Not naming any specifics. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what was it? well, and also like the Templars, for instance, for a, a group of people who, for an organization that claims to be so enlightened and above the animalistic nature of man... They have, like, zero ethics. I mean, I don't mean to jump into my my Bioshock episode here, but it's, like, essentially they have, like, no ethics. They're just doing whatever they want, doing experiments and stuff. I mean, they've been doing experiments on people all the time. You find these old recordings and tapes and memories of all these other people that were royally, like, excuse my language, but these guys were fucked with hard. I mean, these dudes did some pretty fucked up shit to these other people, they kidnapped children. They did all this really fucked up shit. I mean, hell, at least the assassins took in orphans and they weren't killing parents to just take their kids. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have the motive to do that. But that's like, the, the, the Templars like have like almost no code of actual ethics. 
It's only that the father of understanding can guide them. It is a means to an end, and that end may be as great and grand as they may paint it to be, but the means may not justify it in the eyes of many. Hmm. <laughs> That's all. I'll give you that. I'll give you the hmm. No, no, no. This is honestly great. I love this. I was really hoping that we would have this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like I don't, I am not on Templar side where I'm like, mind control. It sounds like you are. It sounds I'm like. Not, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying sometimes like some people, some people who are faced with like great adversity, and I'm talking about smaller groups that are oppressed are normally the ones that are, you know, like, hey, you remove this person, just another, you're just like pretty much opening up the void for a greater evil to fill. You know what I'd that say? That's from Jackie Chan Adventures, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jesus. So, All right. So you know like, what I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I'd say, like, the assassins are great, but they're also just a Band-Aid on, like, a shotgun wound. The Templar order and their philosophy may work on a much smaller scale. Just like, I just don't think, like, humanity as a whole may benefit from their order. And at the same time, I don't think the Assassin Brotherhood could really work on a small scale, like in like a single city. But when they both try to operate on just the largest scale possible, it creates a lot of different like what does work at all, uh, you know, in a in the most broad sense for humanity. I don't think there is one end all be all philosophy that we should all like live by that isn't going to have loopholes or, you know, contradictions. Exactly. Well, the game story for a bunch of the games does a great job of that. I mean, you have people flipping sides constantly, like a Templar becoming an assassin, and assassins become a Templar. Templars and assassins marrying and having kid kids. I mean, what is this? Is like what is happening? Mass hysteria. That, it happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Mass hysteria. Dogs and cats getting together. Like this is <laughs> this is literally like the main dilemma, though, if you think about it, for humanity even outside the game. Hey, it's a bit. I'm a producer and host here at Lore Party. This is the time I'd normally take to talk about sponsors, so maybe I'd tell you about that particular mattress company, or I'd let you know about this delivery service that brings easy-to-cook meals right to your doorstep. But since we don't have any sponsors, I figured I would just take this time to tell you about the series that I produce here on the show. My co-host Brett and I produce episodes about The Witcher. We deep dive into the lore and the stories and the characters of both the games and the books. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, be sure to check out the Lore Party feed and look for the Witcher episodes. Okay, enough of me interrupting this episode. Back to what you were actually here to listen to. Okay, so let's go to modern times uh, just to talk about just where the stage is set in our time you know, in historical fiction, kind of getting to... For assassins? For assassins and Templars. So the Brotherhood in modern times is just this very small band of just like rebels hopping from location to location. And I don't know, like the best way I describe them now is like anonymous or what anonymous almost wishes it could be. And then on the other side, the Templars, you know, what was it? Like the 1930s, 
became like this corporation, uh, Abstergo Industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like Disney, EA, General Electric, and Apple combined all into one entity, which is Abstergo Industries. I would so, have just said Amazon. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Bezos. Yeah. Lawrence. Um, yes. Let's talk a little bit more uh, just about whose side would you be on? What do you think? would probably be your choice if both of them came to you. Modern day, 100% definitely assassins. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Oh, this should be good. One, because (laughs) corruption, to me, corruption is like a disease. So I I will like um, positively look at the theory of using controlled corruption to benefit others. But corruption is like a disease in the way that the Templar Knights grew and like kind of this like giant industry, like it's it's just creates more conflict. And I feel like they, uh, for the most part, were still using like kind of the church to cover their um, cover their actions. Like they're they're taking the the uh, disguises like we're the good Christian people. Like right. we do no wrong. Right. So like. I would definitely be on the assassin side. What about you, Kev? Um, so I've, I mean, I love the assassins. I've always loved the assassins. I would, modern times, definitely an assassin. I mean, come on, like, let's be real here. That's not even, I'm 100% on Lawrence on that. It's terribly corrupt. Everything's going to shit right now. Um, are we talking about the game world or the real world, by the way? I'm, I'm talking about the real world. Modern time, real world, yeah. But like, inst- but in the place of just like big corporations like Disney and EA and Amazon, it's just Abstergo, Abstergo everything. I would say I'm usually I would say I'm an assassin. But don't get me wrong, I do know like I understand where the Templars are coming from, but I just think that they're a little overboard. How about that? Okay, uh, I would definitely be assassins, obviously, uh, but I definitely see where. Templars are coming from history and modern. I would do that history. I might've been a Templar. Really? The difference between the assassins and the Templar knights are just the concept of freedom versus peace. What is freedom? What does it do? And what is peace? What is true peace? And how do we attain that? Um, like assassins, they want freedom. Templars view freedom as like a gateway to chaos, which is why they ultimately want to have control they want to limit freedom thus limiting chaos which makes sense it's not a good idea but i'm also biased when i say that because i have a different view of what freedom is especially from a modern time modern times perspective we take freedom for granted here in the modern times that was not always the case only just 200 years ago right well even then it's still it's not real freedom now. It's not. It's, no. It's, it depends on who you are. But you have to ask yourself, what is freedom? If you're looking at freedom in like a modern times aspect, freedom to most people is that like under the law, I have the rights to do this, 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 and this. But the freedom that the assassins talk about is like freedom of freedom as like a human being. Freedom from outside control. Freedom right. from being you know manipulated as a whole i can wake up in the morning and do what i like i can go outside i can make decisions that could ultimately 
help or harm society. And according to the assassins, like that's the, that is freedom. Like nobody should restrict my freedoms. Everything is permitted. Right. Well, the whole thought experiment here is also definition based as well. Cause when you say, so I, okay. So when I was in college, I had one of my political theory classes, they had an entire week devoted on the word justice. What does the word justice mean? What does it mean to you? And everybody had a completely different definition. Some had similar themes, but they were all different. And it was like, how we are going to define the word justice. And then they were doing, okay, now we're going to talk about the word freedom. What does that word mean to you? And what does it mean to, and in a government standpoint, what is it? it all, they all have different meetings based on context, based on situational. Um, it, it's all the whole concept, I would say, of freedom. Like, for instance, okay, in, in the real world today, off of the game, in the real world today, although it's basically the same thing. We use these words. America stands for justice and freedom, and this and it's it's okay. What are what do you mean by that? I can have my gun. <laughs> <laughs> my my final thoughts are: I would be a Templar in history, and then an assassin in modern day times. I feel like over time, the the goals need to change for the organization, like the principles that they're built on. You know, while they might stand the test of time, they need to be reevaluated. And I feel like the assassins did that better. To me, I really do agree with the Brotherhood of Assassins more than even anywhere close to the Templars, simply for the reason of that their greatest motivation and their one true like goal is to make sure that what they believe is the greatest evil that can be unleashed on this world can never manifest. I think that is like the greatest threat to humanity is that it could be controlled by one. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning in and being a part of the show. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter at lore underscore party and leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.